Hey, all right, this is Kevin Beckett and Mike Beckett with Rolling Toe. Uh, we're MD Alignment, and we build and sell alignment equipment around the country to many of the best alignment technicians there are in the country. Uh, I think uh, many of you are already familiar with, with some of them, uh, with Chad Hone and uh, Jerry Ream, Jerry Woodland, uh, Marshall McCoskey, uh, the the S&B transportation, um, many, 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 many more great places to get alignments done, people to work with. And uh, Mike, are you there? I am here. Mike is here. And we are uh, doing our Rolling Toe show for, this is February 1st of 2024, so uh, the beginning of another great month. Too bad we so could have done it. On the second, because then we could have done it over and over and over and over. And over. And over right. right. You know, I was just thinking about that last night. If you if that happens to you this year on Groundhog's Day and you have the Bill Murray Groundhog's Day experience, you're going to start every day with a broken leg, and it's just not yeah. going to get better. Yeah, and I'll never reach 75. Right, right. So, I mean, there's good and bad there, I guess. Yes, there is. So, um <laughs> Well, anyway, maybe I'll meet you, chick. Maybe, maybe, maybe more than one. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Okay, we're uh, we're here and happy to be here again. We did a, just something just slightly different this week. We asked for input on questions on our Facebook page, uh, specifically the MD Alignment Group. We did get one question fed in, and if anybody wanted to do that uh, another time, they could. Uh, and th- that question was from another one of our great uh, trained alignment techs. That was um, uh, Brad Walker. <laughs> You're familiar with him? and Yeah, he's the guy that gave us that stupid dog. That stupid dog. And actually, that stupid dog was the first uh, question that he had, how are the dogs? They're did you, did you have any? They're both in my backyard right now. They're barking at everything that goes by and playing with the toys and running around in circles chasing each other. Right. They're 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 very poor executives. Yeah. Is my evaluation of the situation. We we built them an executive office here at the at the uh, MD Alignment head, National Headquarters and World Headquarters. World Worldwide Headquarters, aren't they? Yes. And we uh, we we gave them every everything they could want, and and it seems that really what they wanted to do was pee in the corner and uh, chew and whine and practice jumping. Yeah, synchronized jumping. Synchronized jumping. It's uh, yep. there have been a handful, a handful. We tried training them. Yeah, we tried training them. We took them to a. a uh, dog obedience class. They really didn't care for it. They, um, yeah, <laughs> we, 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 they're never going to be, you know, those um, those kinds of disciplined dogs. They're always going to be little pains in the butt. I think well, that's. I have, I have to say that probably fifty percent of the reason the training failed was that you and I failed. <laughs> I can I can give that there. That's that's true. Yeah, uh, no problem with that. All right, I'm, and I'm looking for the rest of Brad Walker's question, but I am not seeing it. Um, 
But that's okay. Oh, hey, maybe this is it. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I found it. I found it. Let's see. All posts. All. All comments. Show me all comments. And unfortunately, it's not showing me Brad. Oh, well. Anyway, he, uh, that, that was the, he had one other question on top of that. And if uh, since I cannot find it at this moment, he is going to have to call I'll in. look. I'll look. Okay. Uh, we do have two callers on the line, which are doing everything the right way. And if you wanted to call into this show, I have a number that I was given by Angie that says, you, if you wanted to call in, you can call 855-950-3835. That's 855-950-3835. Or if you're on the app, well, it's just the button that says call in, I believe. <laughs> so... One way or the other, one way or the other, we can, we can, we'd, we'd like to hear from you, whether it's on the Facebook page, message us, call in some way or another. I did have a call just before I got here on the show, uh, which delayed my ability to set up the studio just a little bit, turned it into a rush, but that's okay. That's how these things go. And it was about a, an, uh, a Dodge 3500, uh, that was making a grinding noise as he backs up, specifically as he backs up, sometimes when he's rolling forward, but always only when he's got a loaded trailer on. Um, now, the, the, the Dodge truck has 180,000 miles on it, and the only thing, the, the thing that he was worried about, especially calling us about, was he had put, he had rotated his duels uh, with his steers and now had, a set of steers that were not warm bad at all on, on one side of the dual axle and the other side only had about uh, four or five thirty seconds. Uh, would a difference in dual height on a 3500 cause noise in the rear end? And your answer is? I said it should be just fine. So if you have a grinding noise, you're going to need more information. Uh, having an, he said it was while he was making nice, tight little turns backing up down the, the road, wherever he was at. I said, if you had an observer that could say whether it's above this or below that or in front of this or behind that, then it'd be much easier to figure out what it is that the, the grinding noise is from. But as it is, I'm, I'm, I'm just not sure. I wasn't there to hear it myself. Yeah, so. too, too many possibilities. Yep. Okay, Crab Walker's question. Yes. What is your preferred method of breaking a tie rod loose on older trucks? Oh, yes, I remember this. Frank, can you share a photo of the pipe wrenches you've modified? (laughs) Okay. All right. I don't modify pipe wrenches, but I do add things to them. I put a pipe on a pipe wrench. Um, I modify them. I I bent them in a U-shape. We have, we have, yeah. Uh, I, there's a uh, a specific picture of a four foot long rigid pipe wrench that was used to adjust the uh, uh, the, the turnbuckle that sits between the drive axles of a uh, cement mixer, and that that four foot rigid pipe wrench, and as rigid as the best, the really nice steel pipe wrenches. Uh, they had put another four feet worth of pipe on it and they managed to bend that adjusting that turnbuckle. So yes, yep. uh, pipe wrenches get bent doing alignments pretty often. My favorite, my preferred method of addressing 
uh, a stuck tie rod is to get a new one. That's my preferred method. Granted, that's <laughs> yeah. not always cost effective. <laughs> so, so then my next preferred method is uh, uh, an air hammer. And my third preferred method is a blue hammer. Blue torch. Uh, yep. Blue ring. A blow torch. A torch. Heat it up a yeah. bit and it, it, it tends to turn pretty quickly. If that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. I have well, in the past taken tie rods out from underneath the trucks, yep. put them in a bench vise, put as much power on it as I can, and pulled the, the vise off of the bench. Yep, yep. Just break it because it, the um, that huge arm, the the, the Ackerman arm connected to the spindle, uh, holding it in place with all the weight of the truck on it, is actually sturdier than most vices. Right. So right. Yeah, you're, you're able to apply more force there. It's just unfortunately under the truck, which uh, with with newer trucks means under everything. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, unless you've got a pit to work in, they can be pretty fun when and they do get stuck. Pit, even right. some pits don't help because the pit is relatively narrow, right? And the point you want to apply the load in is out close to the tie rod, and that's yep. out of the pit. So, just Kevin's favorite idea: if it's really that tough, put a new one in. Yeah, why are we spending all these hours trying to bend a, or? twist a tie rod that could be popped out and popped back in in less than a half hour. So the, so let's ask another question then. Let's say All right. shop labor is $125 an hour. Yes. How much is the new tie rod? About 400 About 400 Recently. So by the time I spend two hours underneath there trying to get that thing apart, I'm pretty close to buying a new one. Yes. Actually, yes. I mean, so it just depends on how stuck it is. If it's stuck... To the point where you're going to have to put some effort into it. Well, put some effort into it. But uh, if you if um, if it's ten years old, um, you, oh, you didn't find any play in it. But it is ten years old, so it's not like it's going to get better. Right. Yeah. Okay. We got any callers? We do. We do. We have uh, one from. Well, it says it's from Venice. It's the, the area code nine four one, and we'll talk to them first. Okay. Hello, 941. Uh, hello, I got a question for you. Sure. Yep. I recently had an alignment done in um, in my local MD alignment shop there, and um, we noticed that there was a little bit of play in my uh, steer axle and the wheel and one of my wheels. What uh -huh. is the proper way to diagnose? Is it a kingpin or a hub? Oh, that's easy. That's easy. Yeah. You jack the wheel up. You grab the top of the tire with both hands. You push and pull on it really hard and you'll get some movement. Then you have somebody step on the brake. While they're holding the brake, you try it again. If it stops moving, it's a bearing. If it continues moving, it's the kingpin. Yep. Okay, that's good, because that's actually what we did, because he referred me to another shop where they uh, do like kingpins, and that's actually what we did. Mm -hmm. So we, yeah. we did come out that it was a bearing. I was just trying to confirm that it was correct. Then another question, um. How long do you all think I can drive? Because there's only a little bit of play. There's not a lot of play. In the bearing or in the kingpin? In the bearing. Oh, you you could drive quite a while. It's going to start causing some irregular wear in your tire. Mm -hmm. um, I would be more anxious to go ahead and correct a, a bearing because that's relatively easy. Half hour, I got that done. 
if there was just a little play in the kingpin, I'd ignore it. Right. Right. Okay. So, and this is a, what's the truck? It's a 22 Mac Anthem. So I assume it's like a Volvo system, same as a Volvo. And it, and it, it comes in a case. You have to buy the whole hub assembly and nobody has it in stock. That's, that's the issue I'm running. Oh, oh, yeah, that's oh a real no. Problem, yeah. Sorry. We just changed my, my opinion. If you've got to buy a whole hub, this is a preset non-adjustable bearing. Yep. Yep. And it's uh, got sorry. Now, now how yeah. many miles run this thing? Uh, two hundred forty thousand. I bought it brand new. All right. That 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 hub and bearing should be warranted for seven hundred and fifty thousand miles. Go back to the dealer and demand they replace it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because the guy, the mechanic called the dealer. They said they don't have it. They have, you have to do like a breakdown order, and then they, there's like freight yeah. charges. Well, whether they, they upsell it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, whether they have it or not, that's a warranty item. Still, that's right. Good to know. Yeah, because I and I just replaced my steers, so I I really didn't want my steers to wear, but I had to go on the road because I already had a load. And yep, yeah, and not, they're, they're not going to warranty the tires, unfortunately, but they will warranty the bearing. Yeah, contact the dealer you bought it from. Yeah. Let him know you want to come in and have them inspect it to make sure yes, that's what it is. Then they can order it while you're on the road, and when you get back in town and they've got it, they can replace it. But it should be done under warranty. Yep. Awesome. Thank you for that. All right. Got a problem, buddy. Thank you, All right. Well, we cleared that one up too quick, Mike. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'll talk slower than right, right. enough time. Right. Okay. Right. We need to we need to ask him about his relationships or the uh, amount of comb on his truck, uh, different things like that before we get to the solution. I got right. something so while I'm laying here with my foot broke. Uh-huh. I was watching a golf program. Okay. And the, the the broadcaster got up there and did a demonstration swing for the instructor. And the instructor says, are you on marijuana? And, <laughs> and the guy says, no. And the instructor says, you should try it. <laughs> the golf instructor told him to try marijuana yeah, to, you're to improve tense. his swing. Yeah, you're a little tense. <laughs> a little tense. Just a little tense. <laughs> All right. Okay, we got uh, a couple more calls here. Uh, okay. We'll see if they want to talk about Chrome first. We'll see about that. This one's the 715 area code. Hello. Hello. Hello, maybe Michael Custer. I don't hear nobody. No, I don't hear anybody either. We're going to return this one to the queue and get back to him later. Maybe he's in the middle of a different conversation, arguing with his girlfriend. Could be something that we need to uh, discuss. All right, so we'll go to this one. This is the 346 area code. Hello, you. I think something's wrong with our board. Yeah, we're, that's two in a row. We're not, hello, 346 out of Houston, maybe? Yeah, we're not. Uh, okay, I'm going to return that one to the queue also. That's very interesting that we're having a... Uh, a, uh, a, a, a audio issue. I hope people are hearing us. Well, they were because the caller was hearing us. What happens if you um, return me to the queue and try to pick me up? Oh, I'll, I'll try that. Okay. Okay. We're going to have some fun here. We're going to, we're going to do radio things. We're going to return Mike to the queue and he is returned. And now we're going to go ahead and hit the talk button and see if Mike can talk. Hello, I Mike. Think, I heard the beep. When you get on, you heard when me you the whole time. Hold, when you no, when you go on hold, Kevin Rutherford right. recording comes on. Since you're now on hold, and can listen to the show. 
And then I heard a beep, and I was back on again. Because I was really quick. Yes. Do you, do you want to listen to the show for a little bit and then come back? Of course, right now it would just be me sitting here talking. That's, let's That's not do that. boring. Boring. I, I was thinking I need to pull up one of those programs that makes fart noises and stuff. And I can I add that, that to the show. Hey, Mike, oh, Kevin. Yeah. Whatever comes naturally. Okay. Uh, hey, Mike, not, Kevin. Kevin. Let's try a call. Try another one. Okay, I'm going to go back to the 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 last one. Whoop. Hey, Kevin. Uh, Kevin. Hold on a minute. Huh. Okay, here's the calling queue. All right, I'm going to talk to this one. I tried to talk to this one. I'm talking to this one. Hello, whoever you are. Good morning. Hello there. Howdy. Uh, 509? 509, yep. Washington State. Yes. Cool. So I got questions about basics. Like, uh, I've been a company driver a long time, and I just bought a truck, going out on my own. The truck's in the top, getting a few things done. And I want to, you know, take as best care of the rig as I can. Uh, so basics about where all looks pretty good. So out of the gate, just starting out with this truck, what can I be doing to make sure I get the most life out of those tires I can? Okay, number one. Make sure you keep the correct inflation in the tires. Now, do you have duels in the drives, or are they been super safe? Duels. Okay. So those tires should be between 90 and 100 PSI. Okay? The steers, whatever it says on the sidewall, add 10 pounds to it, and that's what should be in the steers. So if summer they say one ten, Yeah, summer and winter, all year long. So if they say 110, I want 120. If they say 120, I want 130. Okay. Okay. Second, on the steer tires, periodically, lay your palm on the tire, slide your hand across the tire toward the frame, pull your hand back out. If it feels the same both directions on both tires, they're fine. They drive. They feel sharp one way, the other way. Get it into an alignment. Okay. What kind of uh, tires do you get on these to start with? Uh, it's got Bridgestone on the steers, and the drives are Toyo 650s, and the Toyos are just above the wear bars. They're a couple 30 seconds above the wear bars on the very back axle, and they're a little bit higher on the forward axle. Okay. So rotate those. X rotate them. Yep. Because the rear axle not. will wear faster than the front axle. So X rotate. I'm not putting the – it's got steel wheels on the inside and aluminum wheels on the outside. So I'm just changing wheel positions in the X pattern, not flipping them and putting the outside tires towards the front. Exactly. Exactly. Correct. Okay. 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 Make sure I understand. No mount, no dismount, just move the rim. Got it. And I don't know if there's anything in it for balance or anything like that. I, I doubt there is. Well, don't worry about that until you get to new ones. If you start getting vibrations either up through your seat or from the steering wheel beyond 60 miles an hour, that would indicate you have a balance problem. Right. Okay. okay. So if you're not feeling that yeah. high speed vibration, don't worry about the balance until you put your turn. Yeah. Okay. And so your opportunities are the counteract, for instance. But uh, if you wanted to get something earlier than that, you, investing in a set of sensor mounts for the drives is just fine. Or balance masking, whichever you want. We're like a dentist. We don't care what you use to floss your teeth, whether it's a wax or the mint or the little stick looking things, as long as they're floss, as our feeling on balance. As long as you're doing something here, you'll be fine. 
So does one option have a greater benefit or a better cost, or is, is there an advantage one way or another, seeds versus uh, balancers? Okay, let me let me discuss well, the the balance. The dynamic right. balance system are the beads or the centromatics or the hula hoop rings. To me, those are better than anybody putting weights on the wheel. Because putting a weight, fixed weight, is only correct the day you did it. Tires don't wear uniformly around the circumference, and the weight is constantly changing. The dynamic systems, whether it's beads or liquid in the tire or the hula hoop rings, constantly rebalance every time you come up above 30 miles an hour. So I would prefer beads or rims. Rings. The rings are more expensive than initial purchase, but they're a lifetime purchase. The beads are cheaper on an initial purchase, but you have to redo it every time you change tires. Okay? As far as overall performance, (laughs) significant difference between them. Okay. Okay. And then installing the rings, you're pulling the wheels off, they go on the hub. Yep. No, no, they go, the centromatics and the, and the balance meshes go between the two uh, duals. That's only on the rear. On the front, they go on, uh, right. right against the hub. Got it. Okay. Right. Well, between, between the wheel and the brake Drum. in that case. Yeah. Yeah. I use these in some yeah. of my other trucks. Okay. I, got, I got small trucks that we've used these in, and they've worked really well, unless the guy that mounts the tires uses too much grease mounting the tires, and then they tend to we're good. Yep. Yep. Huh. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. That okay. All right. So inside the tire, it clumps up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, and get it aligned. Get it aligned at one of our shops. I'm sorry. Go ahead. If it needs an alignment, we prefer. We recommend you go to one of our shops. But if it's right. smooth both ways on the steer tires, you don't need an alignment. Right. I think there's two. We have one. Well, we have one other guide that we can tell you whether or not you're aligned properly, especially now that you got new tires on it. It's uh, 60 miles an hour in the right-hand lane with no crosswinds. If you're in the middle of the lane and you let go of the steering wheel, it should take more than two seconds before the right tire gets to the white line. If it just gives up the gravity and drifts off to the right that slowly, you're doing fine. If it's quicker than that, well, your alignment's still not right. Okay. All right. All right. I will do that. Um, and then as far right. as suspension, I know greasing the truck is, is that like your A and B service doing a grease job? Is that enough? Or should you be greasing in between? Well, that depends on what an environment you're operating in. Are you on the highway? You're off highway? What are you doing? Highway truck, pavement pounder. And, and how frequently is this A, B service? Uh, 75. 7,500 miles? 1,000. 75,000 miles? Factory interval, 75,000. That's nowhere near enough. I I personally yeah. would be greasing that truck every 10 to 15,000 miles if I had a grease gun myself. So once a month. Yeah, nothing's cheaper than grease. Okay, and then you talked about, you know, doing kingpins, turning the wheel both directions while you're greasing the kingpins. Are there any other tricks? Well, I don't, if, if there's a problem, I'll turn it both ways. If I'm just doing routine greasing, I will jack the front wheel off the ground and grease it and be satisfied. Right. That's okay. a and, and trouble. And then jacking it to the load. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Okay. That all sounds good. Any other advice? Yeah, that'll get you the basics. When you run into questions, give us a call. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Really appreciate it, guys. You're welcome. All right. Bye. 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 Here we go.
really, do we, we've never really put together a driver's in-service um, manual. Maybe that's something we could write down once. Or the, either that or they could read the Common Man's Guide to Wheel Alignment. They could. They could. It's, uh, it's more complete uh, and covers things they'll never, likely never have to deal with. So I, I just wonder, maybe we, maybe maybe it would be helpful to just put that together on the website or Facebook or something. Here's your in-service guide for getting the best, the most out of your tires. Well, um, Chad, I'd want to survey Chad and Martine and yeah. Jerry and Jerry and get their input on what to put into that. That's, that sounds like a great idea. We need to get those guys together and talk to them again anyway, so this could be one of our topics. Okay. okay. Uh, all right. We we have one more in the – okay, there's a terminated call, and there's one in the host queue. So we'll see if uh, 346 is available now. I said 346. Okay, there they are. Are you there now? No, 346 is not available. Uh, okay, well, I guess we'll just drop them. All right, which means we don't have anybody left in the queue. Uh, so if anybody does want to call, you can either push the button in uh, the Let's Truck studio, or you can call in to, to our show at 855-950-3835. And that 346 is back. It's back in the calling queue. They are insisting that they are actually there. So we're going to try them again. Are you there, 346? Hello, do you hear me now? We got you. We hear you now. Now, perfect. You tried twice and it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Quick question. Uh, 2018 Cascadia with half a million miles. Uh, I purchased it uh, about three months ago. Mm-hmm. And downhill, 60, 70 miles an hour, uh, it shakes. But it shakes uh, the whole cabin. I, I, I don't feel it just in my uh, legs. I feel it all over. Mm-hmm. And, uh, downhill most of the time but sometimes it's weird even if i'm on a flat terrain sometimes it starts uh shaking okay they can go away uh right or left i would say not up and down okay right now i'm on a flat i'm on 85 it's flat and i feel it in my uh in my legs for example okay so it's in the drive lines it's in the rear wheel okay Okay. And when you feel it, if you step on the throttle, does it go away? Uh, I have no. Right now, for example, I'm not on the throttle, and it's uh, it's still shaking. Not as bad because I have only 57 right now. Not as bad as uh, it does when, uh, let's say, 65, but uh, it still uh, shakes. But applying torque to the engine doesn't stop it. And letting off of the torque on the engine doesn't stop it, correct? Correct. Okay, all right. all right. The tires on the rear of the truck, are they new tires or used? Brand new. They Brand changed new. the tires when I purchased the truck, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you don't know if it did this before the tires were put on or not? No, that I, I can't tell. Okay, and these tires were brand-new tires or are they recap tires? Uh, Brand new. And what brand are they? Oh, it's not uh, something uh, that I remember right now, but it's not Michelin or uh, something okay. uh, probably expensive. 
All right, what you're describing to me sounds like one of the tires or more are out of round. And it's lifting and lowering one side of the truck as the outer round is going around. Okay. And that's giving you a side-to-side shake. If you can get someplace and jack up the wheels and put some jack stands on it and start the engine and put it in gear and just let it idle, you can go back there and look at those tires and see which ones are out of round. Yeah, at a very low speed, you should be able to see the difference. But uh, okay, I'm going. I have a. I have some friends that have a, a garage. They can help me with that. But let's Perfect. say I will do it, and I won't see it. Okay, okay. then you're going to have to take the tires and put them on what Hunter has is called a force road force balancer. And it could be that one of the tires has an imperfection in it, and when the weight is on it, the tire is not compressing as much in one area as it does in the other because the stiffness in the casing, and that causes the same effect. Uh, okay. Okay. But it's not in a dry shaft or a... No, no. This sounds to me like it's in the wheels and the tires. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes, but I don't... I have to pay attention a little bit more. Sometimes it vibrates. I feel a vibration, yes. not a shake. Mm-hmm. Well, that could be a, yeah, another... Issue, not That's the same one. Yeah. Okay. So let's deal with them one at a time. Let's find this out around problem and get that straightened out, and then decide if that's causing the vibration too. But if I'll take them all out, I'm going to do the uh, the observation thing. I'm going to jack it up, put it on stands. I'm going to take a look at it. But if I'll take mm-hmm. all the wheels out after that, let's let's say I don't see it. If I see it, it's perfect. I know where it's coming mm-hmm. from. I'm going to change the tires, and that's it. Thank mm-hmm. you. But Mm-hmm. If it's not that, if I take all the tires out, can I put them on the machine, that balancing machine that they use? Yeah. I don't think that they have that machine that you're uh, you're uh, looking for. Yes, you would need to find a shop that has a road force balancer and then put the tires on, tire and rims on the balancer, and it will test them to see what's going on. Hmm. Okay. Because uh, I had the steel uh, rims, and I told mm-hmm. them to change them to put aluminum ones. And uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of a hybrid right now. Mm-hmm. Would that be a problem? Because I have the, uh, the outside rims uh, aluminum, the inside uh, steel. Well, if one of the rims is bent, it could cause the same kind of problem. But you'll see that when you jack it up. Right. And yeah. you could also have, as we talk about in our seminars all the time, there's a great product called True Balance Sleeves. It could be that the steel rims just shaved off the... Uh, the centering for the unimount hubs, so it's no longer centering properly. It could and be that. You'll, you'll see that when you jack it up and start spinning them. Right. Mm-hmm. So you'll, yeah. you'll identify the, the hub that it's at and see that the wheels are the problem, whereas the hub that's the problem. Okay. And do you recommend to put beads in, uh, in the like, drive, drive, drive tires? We like well, beads, either, but either the go beads ahead. or the ballast. Excuse me? Either the beads or the balance rings, one or the other. Right. Now the, the okay, advantage... so not just for the front, for the uh, right. tires. I can put them right. in the driving tires, too. Yes. Yeah, the advantage to the ring in your position is that you don't have to dismount the tire at all to get the beads in. You, know, you don't have to get a special tool to put the beads in. You can just add the ring to the assembly. It goes between the two drive tires. What do you recommend? Uh, 
Uh, Either one. Uh, Whatever is available. Either one okay, so it won't make a difference. Yeah. No. Just probably just money-wise, but uh, besides that, it's uh, the same thing. Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you very much for your uh, for your help. Really appreciate You're it. You're welcome, my friend. Good luck. Thank you. Right. Thank you. You too. Have a nice weekend. Bye bye. Good luck. Hi. Okay. Wow, we finally got through to him. And we got one more. Only one more? Yes, we have one more on the line here. And this one's 210. And that is San Antonio. So we'll see if he's in San Antonio. Hello, 210. Yes, San Antonio, you're correct. All right. All right. I have a very similar problem uh, that the gentleman just spoke about. And I've had six or seven shops look at this truck in the last five years. Everybody told me it was this and that, and I've spent about fifteen grand, and it still shakes. Okay. And and I'm I'm being told by a lot of mechanics uh, that if I'm feeling the vibration after forty five, it definitely has to be tire or rim related. No. No. Not necessarily. Okay. So okay. let's let's so, let's let's describe the shake first of all. When it starts shaking, do you feel it in your feet and seat, or do you feel it first in the steering wheel? In the floor. Okay, okay, so it's a driveline shake. And remember, driveline starts at the front end of the engine and goes all the way back to the rear tires, okay? okay. All right, second. So they, what they speed- rem- we're going to start by telling you to remove the driveline and replace it with a new one. It's <laughs> just the whole thing, the engine all the way back to the rear tires. Yeah, the well, whole thing, I, I the engine transition. to a shop in San Antonio uh, that specializes in that, and they took the entire driveline out and they uh-huh. put it on a machine where they balanced it, and they actually yep. welded weights on and balanced it, and then they also installed all brand-new U-joints and carrier bearings. And didn't do a thing for and the shake, did it? No. Still had the shake. Uh, all right, good. Now, let's go back. At what speed does the shake typically start? Right at 45. And does it quit by the time you get to 55 to 60? It's very strong at 45, and then as you get higher, it starts to go away. But um, if I'm cruising at like 60, 65 with my cruise control on, every now and then it'll just get really like a harmonic balance in the whole truck. It'll get kind of bananas. And if I accelerate or slow down, it will affect that, but it's not affecting it like if it was a driveline issue. It seems like it's there whether I'm putting power or not. Got it. Okay. All right. Now, the next question is, how old is the truck and how many miles? The truck is an 09, and I'm at 857,000. Okay, fine. Now, the solution to this is to take the badge, the name badge, off of the front of the hood and mm-hmm. replace everything behind that with a new vehicle. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what was the vehicle, by the way? Cascadia. Cascadia, okay, yes, Cascadia. definitely. Just take the, yes, put a okay. different Cascadia behind it, a new one. <laughs> Okay, yeah. have you measured or has anybody measured your driveline angles? No, I don't. I don't. Well, I would assume that this shop would do that because that's what they specialize in, drivelines, but I don't know. I'd have to verify that with them. I do have right. a stretch so, frame truck, so I do have two carrier bearings back there, and I always wondered if that was an issue. It could be. No. Could be. I'm going to tell you how to measure the driveline angles yourself, okay? Okay. You're going to need to go out and buy a $700 tool to die, buy to do this. Yes, That's yes. Fine. You might you might own one. You might actually have it already. Cool. All right. I assume you have a smartphone. Yes. That's a $700 also, item. 
That's the seven hundred dollar item. Yeah. All right. Yeah. On your smartphone, you can either have or you can get an app to make it a level. Yes, I have it. You take your smartphone, put it in a level format. You're parked in the garage. You set the level up, the phone up on its edge on the frame rail, and you're measuring whether the frame rail is aimed downhill or uphill, and it'll measure it in degrees. Okay. Now, let's say for the sake of argument that it measures zero, which would be nice, okay? Yep, okay. Then you take the level and you put it down on the differential housing next to the U-bolts. Okay. The difference between the frame and the axle is the pinion angle of the differential. All right. The front axle should be about three degrees. The rear axle should be about 13 degrees. Okay. Okay. That's the first thing I would want to check. Yep. Okay. Now, if, if you go from the front differential forward, and let's say it's at three degrees, and you put it on the next drive shaft, it should be no less than a half a degree and no more than one and a half degrees different than the differential was. Okay. Doesn't matter which that, way. Doesn't matter. But there should be a break. It shouldn't be straight through. There should be an angle of a minimum of a half degree up to one and a half degrees. Okay? Okay. okay. And then from that drive shaft to the next one, the same break should occur. And from okay. that drive shaft to the next one, the same break should occur. Okay? Interesting. Yep. So we're, we're kind of leading the definitely driveline related. It's it sounds like it to me because that's the right speed range for it to start at. Now, well, here's something could... to, to throw it okay. out there. Uh, this all started when I had my motor mounts changed. And they, I uh -huh. changed them out because they were dry rotted. And I put in, uh -huh. we had the new ones put in. And ever since I drove away from that day, it's had this wacky vibration. And I think they would have had to disconnect the driveline stuff because the motor mounts on the Cascadia, they have two that are on the side down by the transmission. Yep. And so, if it's and higher or lower, if it's higher or lower, the break between that first universal joint and the tra transmission shaft could be wrong. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, that's definitely, I'm going to go right back to that shop that I work with here in San Antonio that specializes in drive lines and, uh, yeah, have them yeah, check all that stuff. I mean, it. I can check it myself too, but since yeah. I've already paid them. Right. <laughs> now, the next. <laughs> Thing I would do if all of that looked fairly good, okay? Yep. Cascadia's with the Freightliner airliner suspension have a tendency for the U-bolts to loosen. Mm -hmm. And one of the visual clues is to stand behind the truck and look at the airbags. And if they're not reasonably straight up and down, they typically, the bottom of the airbag will slide towards the middle of the truck and it'll be like a V. That indicates okay. U-bolts are loose. If the okay. U-bolts are loose, the differential can shift position up and down and change pinion angle. Ah. Okay? All righty. Well, so, this is nothing that anybody else has thought of. <laughs> right. Okay, now the next thing that I would do, if the U-bolts look good, the airbags are straight, the pinion angles all look right, I would remove the short shaft between the front diff and the rear diff. I would lock in the okay. power divider and go for a drive. And if the vibration is gone, there's a fight between the front and the rear diff and the gears. Okay. Okay? All right. A lot of good information. Yes, yes. Uh, I have a new path to go down and check out. Uh, if 
quick question because somebody had mentioned it could be, a, you know, a rim or a tire, and I went ahead and replaced all the tires, and I still had the vibration, of course. If I had a slightly bent rim, would I see tire wear? Yes, it would be cupping. Okay, okay. So I, I've been taking my truck to AJ's over there on I-10, and he does mm-hmm. my alignments for me. My alignment's always been great, and he's been watching my tires, and he's like, you're, you're good. You don't have any yeah. issues anywhere. So that's why he doesn't think it is anything to do with rims. The, okay. the, but it's, the mechanics are pointing at the tire guy, and the tire guy is pointing at the mechanics. So I, I can't get anybody to agree on anything. <laughs> yeah, the speed yeah. range and the location of the vibration in your feet and seat tells me it has to do with gears or pinion angle. Okay. Well, I really appreciate it, guys. All right. Let us know what you, when you find it, okay? Yes, I will. Thank you. Awesome. You have a good day. All right. All right. Thank, Thank you. you all right all right well we have we have some texans on the line so we'll go ahead and get a hold of more texans we had a houston a san antonian and now two more texans uh hello 903 hello Hello, gary yeah um i've got a question and it doesn't really pertain to tires, and I don't know if you can answer it, but it's a simple brake question, and I think you probably could. My question is, running local, and that's what I run local every day, I'm home every night, I use a lot of brakes, especially on my trailer, and do you know how many, on the average of a local driver, uh, about how many miles a trailer brake will last? You got any idea? That depends. Are you using the, the brake handle on the steering column to stop all the time, or are you using no. your foot brake? Uh, I okay. never use the brake handle. Okay. Uh, guys that are hauling other people's trailers like to do that because it saves their brakes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Trailers. Okay. I actually have absolutely no idea because I was in the business for a while at a Culligan dealership where we were running – two-and-a-half-ton straight trucks, and I got real good at how many brakes we would go through because we were making 60 stops a day, and that ran through a lot of brakes. But it depends yeah. on how many stops a day you're making on this local operation, so I can't even give you a reasonable guess. Yeah, well, let me tell you about how many miles I'm getting, and it's about 70,000, and I think that's fine, I think, but I'm just curious if y'all knew because I, I get, and I know that's a lot, I mean, that's not a lot for a set of brake shoes, but I'm getting about 70,000 miles on my trailer, and then I've got to change them again. That's, I just thought now I'd throw that out there and see many, what you call How many miles are you getting on your drive axle brakes? I would have to figure that out. I'm getting more than that, but not a lot more. Not a whole lot more. Okay. As I understand but the things my trailer does wear quicker. Yeah, I'm not a brake specialist, but I've sat through some seminars and heard people talking about how things work. And the way it's supposed yeah. to work when you apply the brake is the trailer brakes are supposed to apply first, and then like a half a second later, your drive axle should apply, and then your steer axle should apply. That's the way brake proportioning valves are supposed to work the way I understood it, which means okay. the brakes on the trailer should wear faster because they're being applied quicker and being applied longer. So if the trailers were getting 70,000 miles and the drives were getting 100,000 and the steers were getting somewhere 100, 125,000, I would consider that a pretty good run. Yeah, okay. 
But I know the All right. in the, yeah, I, that's kind of the way it seems to be wearing. So it's I just, I just thought I'd ask the professionals. So. <laughs> well, we're not a we're not about the I know you're not a brake man, but I thought that that would happen. Yeah, it sounds reasonable. And red. Yeah, okay. All right, sounds good. Appreciate it. You have a good All right. Yeah. I can hit the button just by tapping it with my finger because I'm on your laptop. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, that's another really great call and a great subject. And it turns out that those uh, Bendix seminars you had to sit through for. Uh, on the road and in different places to finally bled through to an actual answer for something. That's Let's good to hope hear. it's right. <laughs> well, we say that about all our calls. All right, we got there one go. more, and this is also uh, uh, 903. So this is, I guess, Shane. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Well, I'm doing good. How are you? Doing good. Thank you. Hey, that l- caller, the not the last caller, but the one prior to had the vibration in the drive line and had it all replaced mm-hmm. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he's got a Cummins, according to Bruce at Pittsburgh Power, when he mentioned his motor mounts were broke, he probably needs to replace his uh, dampener. That could very well be. Yeah. So but the, o- the only, the only thing I've got about that is, is if it's the vibration dampener, as you go and change gears and the RPMs drop and come up, I would expect a change in the vibration cycle as the RPMs went up and down. And he didn't indicate True. that. Gotcha, gotcha. Right. But anybody that does have motor mounts replaced, yeah, could be looking into that. Well, anytime yeah, you pass five hundred thousand miles, the the motor, the vibration damper should be replaced anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, y'all are the cool. professionals. It was just something that popped in my head when I heard him talking about the motor mounts were broke. So um, I appreciate you calling. That's that's good information to add to the conversation. Yes, yeah, sir. y'all guys have a great rest of your week and a great weekend. You do All the right. same thing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for calling. Yes, sir. Bye bye. All right, Kevin. Got, uh, yes, it's been an hour. I need a nap. You need a nap. You got five minutes left now. There's one more call here, and this one's not from Texas, so the rest of the country is trying to chime in. This one's here. This is from Phoenix, a totally different state. Hello. Hi there. Hello. We're good. Yeah, it's Phoenix. Yeah, it's Phoenix, the place where always nice. <laughs> nice weather yeah. over here. You bet. So I have a question about a steer tire. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, okay. I have a... My truck has a uh, Yokohama. I uh, installed them like a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Yokohama on the steer tires, and uh, they are made in Japan. Okay, I bought the tires from Loves with mm-hmm. some account. The same tires like mine, uh, in about the same time, you know, of mount was different between mine and them. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them, both of my friends have some blowouts on the front tire, you know, the Yokohama. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They had, uh, one of them had two blows before 20,000 miles. Mm-hmm. They run, uh, they have installed on the, uh, on the Volvo. I drive a Peterbilt, so the only difference between my operation and their operation is uh, they have a, maybe they're a little bit heavier than me on the front, 
but they have okay. uh, they bought the 16 ply. I have the 14 ply. Okay, mm -hmm. the second guy, he got a blow, another uh, just one blow on, on the Yokohama. The same brand, like I said, the brand is 16 plies and 14 plies. So my question is, should I be worried with my my brand no. Yokohama, or did you did mm -hmm. you guys heard anything about uh, being well, something wrong with them? I haven't heard anything. When, Go ahead, Ted. Sorry? Yeah, did these happen to blow out here in the last couple of months? Yes. Yes, in the winter. Um, well, uh, actually, it was before winter, in, like in okay. September, actually, was everything, you know? Uh, September, okay. Yeah, right. uh, on my tires, I have like uh, 50,000 miles, and they look pretty good, mine. But they, yeah. like I said, they have three blows. Okay. Uh, what inflation? What inflation are you running, and what inflation are they running in their tires? To be honest, I have no idea what the inflation has, uh, I have, but I have like a 120. It's like good. 10 pounds over the over the limit. Correct. Good. So, now they uh, should be running one. They should be running 130. Uh, okay. Most front. Most blowouts are from not enough air. Uh huh. So right. that's the first question uh, they have. To, what are they running for inflation? Right. Okay. I'm so gonna the, ask them. Yeah. Now the other and, the other uh, way a blowout occurs that doesn't look like it was anybody's fault, but uh, it ended up uh, you know and uh, get a nail, get any kind of uh, anything in your tire, and you get a slow bleed of air. You didn't notice that the air was leaving, but then suddenly you got a blowout. So the, our solution for this is TPMS systems and keeping track of and keeping your air up to the inflation that it's supposed to always be. It's almost always a, a loss of inflation that causes a blowout. And uh, another difference between me and them, uh, they used to go like uh, they, they used to 75 or 80 miles per hour, it's like their usual. They're going coast to coast, you know. They, Driving fast. Yeah, they and drive fast, faster than me. That's even more important that they should have 130 in the tire. Right. So, again, TPMS is very, very important in their, in their driving conditions. Advise that to them. Get a TPMS system. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. You have a good day. Thanks. Okay. All right. Okay, we got uh, we got we got no more calls coming in, which is good because it's uh, it's been an hour and Mike needs a nap. Um, <laughs> he's already on it, so I guess we'll go ahead and wrap up this show, and we'll see everybody next week. I don't have any plans, anything new happening between now and next week, so uh, it should be the same bat time and same bat channel. Um, you got it, bat. Yeah. All right. Uh, will you be walking by then, or is that uh, that's not happening until afterwards? The appointment is on Wednesday for the doctor to evaluate and decide if I can put weight on my foot. Okay. Just wondering if you're ever going to come back in the studio. Hopefully not. <laughs> Hopefully not. All right. All right, Mike. Uh, you have a good one. We'll I'll pick up the dog later, and we'll uh, we'll see everybody else next week. Oh, Hi. we do have one other call. We have one other call, and it is Rocky. Rocky, Rocky. called in. Yeah. Let's talk to Rocky. Yeah. Hello, Rocky. 
Uh, good afternoon, guys. I was just listening and uh, just thought about something. I, I have a couple of trucks for one of my fleets I worked on last weekend that has the TPMS built into the truck and displays on the dash like your cars and all do now. Yep. Well, yeah. they're running their steers on these trucks that run pretty regional, local, and with Conestogas and Step Deck, all in lumber, and uh, newer Cascadias. Uh, both trucks I worked on last Saturday were. The steer tires were in the 90s. Mm. So I lined them up all right. Well, I air them up. And they got uh, H-rated steers on, so I put them up to, you know, I put them right around 125. They're day cab trucks. Right. Well, I get the truck to go move it around and all. Now the tire inflation warnings are going off and won't go away. Because they got the they, Yeah, they got them set too low. And I guess the only way to change that is to have to go to the dealer with the connected ECM to uh, change that. That's crazy. But anything over a hundred on the steers, anything over a hundred on the steers, the thing was going off. Yep. So they they told me, well, the driver's tired of it flashing. Well, you put them back down to where it won't go off, and I'm like, huh, okay, right. money. you want me to? That's <laughs> your money. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought that was crazy that they would even program the steer axle to be that low. Well, it's it it's is. again the case of a bunch of people who don't understand tires. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. You're in a local operation. The thing's never going to develop enough heat to do, get to its operating pressure. you got to get an operating pressure under that thing to carry the load. And now you're going to insist that the pressure never get there? That's crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a, it was crazy to me. And I was surprised. I sat there and played with one of them for a little bit with all the buttons on the steering wheel and all that, the menu stuff, trying to see if I could get into it and change it. But uh, I couldn't do it. So I told him, I said, well, you Put it back down if you want to, but I said, you know, you do that on your own. I'm putting them up where they need to be. But uh, yep, right. You know, if it drives them that crazy, then uh, he can drop it down, and you know, y'all can just buy more tires or take that risk of blowing one out. But yeah, or they, and then I have another one. I got, I got to go. I got another call coming out. Talk to you guys later. Okay, all right. Talk to you later, Mike. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. when you're talking about balance earlier, Kevin, just real quick. I had one yesterday. I told him he was down in South Florida. I said, well, if you got time, bring in somewhere and get the Centromatic or something put on it. Freight truck with a big refrigerated box on it. He uh, went in to this uh, truck stop with the big heart, and they, I told him, I said, see if they can put them on and do expect a run out and balance on them, see how crazy they are and everything. Well, that guy comes out and looks at them and says, oh, no, they're not out around. I can, I can see it when I feel the tire. And I was like, are you kidding me? They came up. I lined him yesterday. He goes up to one of the tire stops I work with. They pulled the drive tires off and the steers. They all needed a few ounces. And then one of the drive tires needed 21 ounces and was way out of round. And, uh, and somebody but, had gone and said it was okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they say it's okay, you know, so it's uh, crazy what we deal with out here. Try to help educate all these guys and uh, and even these shops that I work with all the time, but some of them still won't listen. So, so uh, I didn't put together more educational materials for these people, something you can just hand to them and say, listen, you need to read this and make it fresh right. and sweet and let them, let them just un- get get the information they need. All right. Yeah. All right, thank you. I'm gonna give you a call later. I'm gonna give you a call later about those medallion things and about the truck too. So yes, all right. Look forward to talking to you later. All right. Yes.
Yeah, bye. Yeah, we will see Rocky there at the Mid-America Truck Show in Louisville in about, what, six weeks or so. And look forward to seeing him and everybody else that will be there. And look forward to talking to all of you next week.